Welcome to another inspirational message from Gateway Life Church. We're so glad that you've joined us and trust that this podcast will be a blessing to you. Today I want to talk about a message called Simplexity. And Simplexity is taking the complex and making it simple. If you're someone who is feeling a little bit clunky, which by definition means to feel heavy, slow, troubled and outdated, if it's challenging for you to see past the, the nose on your face, like when it comes to the future, if it's hard for you to see past the nose on your face, which by the way, was an issue for me when I was about 14 years of age. Let me just take a little side note right here. You see, when I turned 14, I had two growth spurts. One was with my height. The other one was with my nose. For some reason, my nose had the most amazing growth spurt and it just outgrew my face. My face stayed the same, like, like an 11-year-old, but my nose just took off. I don't know what it was. It might have been all the hummus that I was eating growing up in a Lebanese family. They used to call me Klinger. Now, I know that probably only 30% of the congregation only know... Who, hands up if you know who Klinger is for a mash. Yeah, about 30% of the congregation. The fact that you're laughing is not helping me a lot, by the way, because I was extremely triggered as a young boy. And my sister, Odette, she used to say to my dad, she used to say, Dad, why didn't I get Jason's long legs? And he said, because you would have had to have gotten the nose as well. So in case you don't know who Klinger, <laughs> who Klinger for a mash is, let's just have a look on the screen. So which one do you think is Klinger? The one on the right or the one on the left? Right, so they used to call me Klinger. He's Lebanese too, by the way. And uh, anyway, if you're someone who is just finding it hard to see a future beyond your today, then it is likely that you need to remove some of the old and make way for the new. Simplexity. Everybody wants life to be simple. So why isn't it simple? Well, I believe that one of the many reasons why, one of the main reasons has to do with the vast number of options available to us today. We've got so many options on the table. And so, you know, consumer products alone have made life so much more complex as, uh, you know, and cluttered as we choke because of choice and drown in making a decision. Just look at uh, the choice that we have with a little product called toothpaste, right? Just a little product called toothpaste. Now, apparently toothpaste can be broken up into five different categories. Number one, children's toothpaste. Number two, smoker's toothpaste. And then there's teeth whitening toothpaste, sensitive teeth toothpaste, and herbal toothpaste. Now, if it was just up to five alone, we'd be okay. Right? But then you go into the supermarket and you think, oh my gosh, which one do I choose? It's almost like, which is the cheapest one? You know, that'll do. What about milk? We're so drunk on choice when it comes to milk. I don't know what milk to choose. Do I choose clover, lactoid, almond, A2? What about just local milk? Coconut milk, you know, goat milk, and the list goes on. Hermonogize, whatever, you know, pleases your eyes. I don't know. Is there such a thing called badger milk? I don't know. Maybe you could take your cat and milk your cat. I don't know. There's, there's all kinds of milk available today. 
And no wonder they had to come up with like an advertisement that says, um, I just want milk that tastes like regular milk. It's like, okay, we're back there. Now we just got to ask for a milk that just tastes like regular milk. Like what is going on? We're choking with choice, drowning in decisions with the most simple things. We don't really know what to do because we're being told to go here and to go there and to go who knows where else. And so in my message today, I'm going to present three keys to decluttering your spiritual, emotional and home life to help you create and make spaces for the new. The result being a more prioritized, organized, empowered and liberated you. And so, like I said, I've only got, I haven't got that long to cover this, but we're just going to rely on the supernatural power of the Holy Ghost. But put your hand up if in the last uh, one or two weeks you've decluttered something in your, in your house or in your life. Good news. Wonderful. Look at that. That's fantastic. What about in the last three months if you've decluttered something? Fantastic. I did it myself in the last week. Just went into my my office and I thought, you know what? I've been looking at a particular compartment within my office as a whole, thinking to myself, that's just sitting there. It sat there for too long. I'm just sick of looking at it. And I think that's a a really good place to be. You've got to be sick and tired of uh, the status quo, of the way things are, so that you can do something about it. So I did something about it. I went through, as it were, I had like a whole stack of DVDs, right? CDs, DVDs, resources, church stuff, just got rid of a whole bunch of stuff. And it left me feeling more empowered, more liberated, to the point where I don't have to look at that anymore. I don't have to think about what to do about that anymore. I've cleared something else in my mind. Clutter by definition, is an untidy collection of disorganized things. Clutter in our hearts, minds, and clutter in our homes can take over our lives and crowd out any opportunity for a new thing. You see, this subject is so important because we have a God who desires to do new things in and through our lives. In fact, God spoke through the prophet Isaiah in chapter 43, verse 19. And he said, see, I had a bit of a joke, a laugh to myself when I saw the word see. It's like, yes, yeah, see, if you can, past all the clutter. Do you know what I'm saying? Actually, let's take a look at one example of clutter in someone's home. Right. So here's a guy who clearly has become overcome and overwhelmed by what's around him. And so as you look at that picture, a great example of someone's room, of someone's home, can you also imagine with me for a moment if that is the state of someone's heart? Because the heart, you know, is full of rooms. It might be one house, one heart, but it has many rooms and many compartments, right? So imagine that this is someone's, let's imagine that this is, you know, a believer's heart, someone's life. Let's just say that this person has just started out in the faith, okay? Let's hope to God that this is not someone who's been in the faith, you know, for three years, five years, ten years. Do you understand that? We, we, we hope that that would not be the state of someone's heart. But even if it is, the good news is that God is faithful and will complete the work of cleansing us and purifying us right? Even when we're not faithful. And I 
thank God for that. But this particular person, he has a little bit of room for Jesus. I actually stumbled across this by accident, by the way. I just Googled, you know, <laughs> cluttered, a cluttered room. And as I was looking, I found Jesus, right? As I was looking at this room, I found Jesus. I'm thinking, oh, okay, this guy's got a little place for Jesus in his house, in his heart. Let's, let's, can you see where Jesus is? Can anyone see Jesus? There he is. So I got to admit, Jesus, you know, this guy's got a little bit going on with Jesus. It's holding a flower. He's, I think, I don't know if they're rosary beads or not. Um, so this Jesus has got a little bit going on, a bob each way. But the point that I'm trying to make um, is simply this. You see, clutter, it's, it's not healthy. It's not healthy for the heart. It's not healthy for the mind, the soul. It's not healthy for the house. In actual fact, it's dangerous and you can get lost in that place. Let's just have a closer look and see how happy this man is because of the clutter. He ain't that happy. Do you understand what I'm saying? He does not know what to do next. Um, so again, Isaiah chapter 43, verse 19, it says, See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? God is always wanting to do a new thing in your life. This is great news. It doesn't matter where things are at for you today. You could have been messing up. You could be living in the valley of decision, vacillating between two opinions, here, there, and everywhere, forever and a day. But today can be a day of change for you, providing you're ready to make room for Jesus, the author, the perfecter, and the finisher of our lives. Spring is traditionally the season for cleaning and decluttering. And uh, some of the same principles that apply to decluttering our homes can also apply to our spiritual and emotional lives. As I've already said, clutter is not safe. It's not healthy spiritually, emotionally, or naturally. Too many disorganized piles of whatever in our lives can leave us looking for things that we're never going to find, which can leave us also feeling defeated and lost, demotivated, and believing that we don't have any room for anything new. We can have so much stuff happening in our lives that the only place left for God is way over there in the corner of the room, of the life, which is why oh, we say, I'm sorry, but I don't have any room or any time for God or for church or for life groups or for the right community in my life. And how can God fill us with a new thing, with a room and a, and a heart filled with old things? But what happened? What happened is the question that I want to ask. What happened to what Jesus told us in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, when He said, Seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. I want to ask the question, I'm not going to labor on it. What happened to that passage? We began to magnify earthly things and minimize eternal things. You see, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and, he's, and it's not, just not the COVID season that is making people feel weighed down, demotivated, tired, derailed, struggling to get up, feeling like, you know, things are just clunky. And it takes a, a strong man, a strong woman of God to continue to walk by faith, to put first things first. 
What happened to Matthew 6, verse 33? The words of our Lord and Savior Jesus. You see, juggling our busy schedule and plans will cause us to miss out on God's divine plans for our lives. And if you're taking notes and want to read a little bit more, uh, check out Luke chapter 14, verse 15 onwards. Jesus definitely lived by the less is more motto and he also taught his disciples to live uncluttered lives. He challenged them and he challenges us in Matthew chapter 6 verses 31 to 32 and he said, so don't worry about these things saying what will we eat and what will we drink, what will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of the unbelievers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) They dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows what you need. There it is again. That's Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. You see, spiritual clutter is anything that comes between you and your relationship with Jesus and His church because you can't separate the two. If you're not sure how to begin sorting through the mess, here's three keys to simplexity, and decluttering your life today. Key number one, it's going to surprise you, right? It's going to take a little while to sink in, but you'll get it because I know that you're intelligent and you're smart. Key number one today, it's a little three-letter word, and that word is the word yes, yes. And it was interesting, Margie was declaring that the promises of God are yes and amen. Key number one today, yes. And as we learn about God's view of this word, we discover the power and potential of saying yes to the right things and no to the wrong things. Because when we're willing to say yes to the right things, the biblical things, everything we're believing for follows. You know, today we are all products of what we all have individually said yes and no to. And every time we say yes to the right things, we're saying no to the wrong things. And so here's some questions. Here's some questions for you individually. Answer them in your own heart. Be honest, be truthful. Do you want the complex to be made simple? Yes. Would you like uh, your life to be more prioritized biblically and organized biblically? Yes. Would you like to remove the old and make room for the new, the new that God has for you? Yes. Would you like God to create in you a new heart and a new you? Yes. But unfortunately, today, yes is the new maybe. You see, when I turned 50, it was the new 40. Orange became the new black. And today, yes is the new maybe. You know, in Jesus' day, in Jesus' day, they did something very similar, but far more intensely. They were like very theatrical and very intense about their commitment to something. And so in Jesus' day, they would swear by everything imaginable. I swear, yes, I would. I swear it by the rod of Moses, they might say. I swear by the sun and the moon. Somebody might be like, I swear by the beard of my Greek mother. I swear it by... <laughs> but, but here's what Jesus said to these people. <laughs> 
Here's what Jesus said to these people. It was also going to say, I swear, by the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yeah, when we remembered. <laughs> All right, I'm entertaining myself here more than anyone, I think. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but here's what Jesus said to these people. And here's what Jesus is saying to us over 2,000 years ago. Because Jesus was aware of all the swearing of this and, and whatever. And, uh, and so, and it's found in Matthew chapter 5, verse 37. And this is gateway word of the week. Jesus said, just say a simple, yes, I will, or no, I won't. And then I love what he says at the end. And anything beyond this is from the devil. <laughs> I love that. And anything beyond that, and I got thinking about that. I thought that's a really, like, it's like, just let your, give us a simple yes or a simple no. Anything beyond that is demonic. But we live in a complex world. But God takes the complex and He makes it simple. Point number two today. Here a little, there a little. Here a little, there a little. In any decluttering process, we, uh, we begin with one room and one compartment at a time. One room and one compartment at a time. In any decluttering process, begin with one room. And within that room, one compartment of the room. Here a little, there a little. Isaiah 28 verse 10, For precept must be upon precept. What is a precept? A precept is a general rule intended to regulate control, behavior, and thought. Precept upon precept. Hmm. Pick up one item. So if in the natural or if in the, the soul realm, the spiritual, whatever it might be, pick up one item at a time and ask yourself, do I love this and does it bring me joy? That's, you know, I'll be transparent with you. That's how I go through. That's how I shop. And that's how I go through my clothes or shoes, whatever, when it comes to decluttering. It's like, you know, so when I've taken, I've taken other men shopping, right? Sometimes I've just needed to take some men shopping and uh, get them up to date, you know, in 2021. And I uh, took my brother actually shopping on his birthday. I said, bro, I've got to get you out of the 60s. Now, I said the 60s, vintage 60s and 70s is actually cool, right? If it's tailored in some places and whatever, whatever else. I thought, I'm going to start simple, simplexity. I took him to Cotton On, right? First question he asks, the, uh, the, uh, the young lady, she, he asks, have you got anything in bright gray? <laughs> I'm just saying. My brother, I'll be transparent, we're family. So we spent probably 30 minutes there. I'm thinking, oh, this is great. He's walking out with three bags. He, he was that motivated. He wanted to stop at Maya, right, on the way. I thought, well, this is good. I found out two days later, he kept the receipt, took everything back to Cotton On, and got a refund. Whew, I thought, well, it's a gift. You know, it was about you. And I, you don't, if you're not going to look after the gift, you know, so <laughs> it probably is. Anyway. Pick up one item at a time and ask yourself, do I love this? When you shop, don't ask, do I like it? You might like it. Ask, do you love it? Does it stir something in you? Does it bring you joy? If you love it and it brings you joy, keep it, right? If it has a purpose, keep it. 
But of course, you know, I know that we can't use that same example for everything in the house. For example, your iron or your washing machine. It may not bring you joy, but some things are necessary because we have a responsibility. Sila, you know, just think about that, reflect on that. But ask yourself, what activities, practices, social circles, social media, what's feeding your spiritual, emotional, and physical health and growth? Or what's distracting you and keeping you from hearing Jesus' voice? Is it bringing glory to God? Paul tells us that whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. You see, bringing glory to God should be our key motivation in all we choose or choose not to do. So take the time and if you get overwhelmed, just stop and start again at another time, okay? But ask yourself, God, what brings you? Lord, are you happy about this? Because if you're happy, then I'm happy. Just a few little side notes when it comes to, because we're talking about decluttering, simplexity, right? The spiritual, the emotional, the physical life, even, you know, when it comes to your nutrition uh, and, of course, your home life. So can I just say, never declutter another person's possessions without their permission. I did that one. I did that one. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Put your hand up if you've done that. So never declutter another adult's possessions without their permission. Give yourself permission to delay decisions, right, that cause you distress. Or sometimes you might need to rip it off like a band-aid. I don't know. I'll leave it up to you. But allow yourself the necessary time to go through your stuff. So uh, my final point today, key number three, this is important, surrender in prayer. What do you need to surrender to God in prayer? If it's not feeding your spirit, if it's not feeding your soul, putting breath in your lungs, if it's no longer serving a purpose, then this is what I do. I pick it up and I say thank you to God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for this. Thank you for that season. Thank you for that time. And thank you for the lessons learned. And then I let it go. I give thanks. Okay, let me just say, I know that most of you would have heard, um, you know, the title of today's message, Simplexity. Let me just say, if you're one of those people who are looking for a silver bullet in life, or a magic bullet, rather, that, you know, you can just fire, and it's going to put everything in order, right, without you doing one thing. Let me just say, this is not that message. You got to put in the work. You've got to put in the work. The Word of God works when you work it. The biblical principles work when you work them. We're going to pray, and many of you will leave from this place. Those who are serious about removing the old to make way for the new, you're going to go from this place, and you're going to begin to think about what you need to prioritize from a biblical point of view. And so what we want to do today, we're going to just take the next step. Every one of us are going to take the next step on site and online. We're going to close in prayer. I just want to declare some things over your lives. And if you agree with them, just in your heart, say yes and amen. Okay, so why don't we stand today? Let's stand. I want to pray for you now. And so we want to clear out some of the mess. All right.
Lord, I surrender every person, every relationship, every event, every situation, and every concern to you in Jesus' name. I surrender all anxiety, doubts, fears, failures, sins, mistakes, and disease to you, Lord, in Jesus' name. I surrender all. And for those, Lord, who are responding by faith right now and are emptying the compartments and the rooms of their heart, those, Lord, who have surrendered everything to you to the best of their knowledge and ability, we now ask you to fill us with your Holy Spirit as you are the true source, God, of all love, hope, joy, peace, patience, goodness, gentleness, tenderness, faithfulness, humility, self-control, grace, and truth. We ask, dear God, that you would purify our heart, that you would purify our mind. And we pray like David did in Psalm 51. Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit, a steadfast spirit. And dear God, I thank you for all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And so, Father, uh, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for, for the power of saying yes to the right things. We thank you for the principle of the line upon line. And we thank you, Lord God, for the spiritual activity of surrendering in prayer. Lord, there are so many things that we could have spoken about today, but these are the three things that have been presented. And so I pray with all my heart that these three keys will be taken hold of to open new doors, to start new things, and that, Lord God, each person, as they go from this place and do the work, I thank you, Lord God, they will never be the same. And I declare that you've given each one faith to do these things and that they will grow from faith to faith, from strength to strength, and from glory to glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give the Lord a hand. Thank you for coming today. We want to close now by giving someone the opportunity to get their life right with their eternal Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so if you just know that your life is, it just feels, your relationship with God, it feels, it feels distant. It feels like you're not connected. It feels like you're not in step or in fellowship with the Holy Spirit, right? With Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit. And if you just know that you need to, you need that cleansing that King David speaks about in Psalm 51. It's like, you know what? I'm afraid, but I know I need that. And I'm afraid for some reason you might be saying, I'm afraid what God might want to do with my life. Well, can I just say that you can trust an unknown future to a God who knows your future. He knows the plans that he has for you to give you a great future and hope. So if that's you, pray after me. I invite you to pray after me on site and online. Dear Father in heaven, I simply ask, forgive me of all my sins. Create in me a clean heart and lead me now in the way everlasting in Jesus' name. Amen.
Amen. Wonderful. Glory to God. Well, I trust that the message has been a blessing to you. I can see that Jacob's turned the lights on there, and we're about to open up uh, the cafe. And uh, so thank you so much for coming today. There's also some, uh, there's, you know, not just fruit in the spiritual, but there's fruit in the natural. And there's some grapefruit out there, actually, uh, in the foyer. So you're free to take that. What do you consider maybe shouting someone a coffee? Pay it forward, pay it behind you, pay it sideways, whatever you want to do. And uh, God bless and have a great day. Say hi to someone and to all of our, uh, to the second service people. I'm looking forward to speaking in the 12.30 p.m. service. God bless and have a great day. Thanks, team. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Gateway Life Church. For more information, please visit gatewaylifechurch.org.au. God bless and have a great day.